we are Laura Corcoran and Matthew Jones. And we are the writers and creators of Frisky and Manish. Yes. And this is a weeny little podcast where we talk about some songs that we done wrote. And we're starting with um, a little ditty that we call um, LGBTQIA dot dot dot. <laughs> so Matthew, yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about how this came about? Oh my goodness. Well, we were... Uh, writing songs for our show Cabaret, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, we should probably explain for people who don't know who we are. I don't know. Do, yes, if you're you horribly, know who we are? horribly lost and you've no idea who these <laughs> yes. weird people just going are into that you're it, talking yeah. about. Uh, we, it's probably worth saying, yes, we're better known for our pop parodies. Yes. You can find them on the YouTubes. You can. God, we did, what, five or six years of all that? You know, spoofing yeah. your Lady Gaga's, your... I don't know, Chesney Hawkses. And then um, it just got to the point, didn't it, where we felt like the world was... On fire. <laughs> dying, people yes. screaming naked it in just the streets. Seemed, it, did, it seemed a little <laughs> bit flippant to make another Katy Perry joke. <laughs> yes, and just be like, oh, isn't she awful? Well, yeah. also genocide. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I think <clears throat> we both, luckily at the same time, didn't we, kind of yeah. arrived at this place where we felt like, hmm, the subject matter we're looking at, I wonder whether we should just look at something that really matters to us. And also probably, it's worth saying, we probably just got too old for pop music. We hit our 30s I've and we've just like, I don't old. understand this <laughs> trap music. So we, were, we had nowhere to go. There was nowhere left. True, true. Uh, so anyway, we decided to do something with a bit more uh, politics, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose I use that word. Socio-political. Yes. Commentary. Yes. Um, vomitry. Vo- social vomitry, as we like to call it. Yeah. But, um, and this particular one, LGBT, I mean, I'm a gay man. He's a gay man. You're I'm a, a bisexualist. Bisexualist. Yes. You heard um, it here first. Yes. Um, or not, if I've met you before. I know, I, I was going to say, have you, have you ever said in an interview that you are? I think I have. I think it's come up. But it's but this is an interesting thing, is people don't often ask me. They don't. But they always mention I'm gay in, in reviews. Yeah, in, even when we've not actually mentioned it or invited yeah, it at all. They just look and they go, oh. Oh, <laughs> you really should shower more after your encounters. You can wash it off, I believe. Oh, yes, but. you can. And do, please do. So, yes, yeah, so we would both consider ourselves, you know, a, members of members, the community yeah, of the non heterosexual minorities, yeah. sexual minorities. Well, I dip a toe in the heterosexual I thing you do, every now yeah. and then, you know. It's um, kind of interesting, isn't it? It's married a lot to, to a talk man. about here. Indeed. Yes, and so obviously that's a subject that both of us would be interested in. I mean, yep. even if we weren't, I'm sure we'd be interested in it because it was. this is a big <clears throat> yes. thing that goes and on. Especially the world that we work in, cabaret oh and comedy. Cabagay. <laughs> and comagay. That's not a thing. Um, Comabay. No. Lots of, no. Lots of things. Uh, yeah, of course, we. you know, it's a huge part of the community and our friends and everything. Um, but this wasn't our idea. <laughs> this was not our idea. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was, um, we were writing, a, we were doing the first version of this this new show with our new material and we were making it a variety show that were going to yes. be guests and people that would collaborate well, with us. Well, we were inviting people who we uh, hugely respect and who we know have a lot to say and, and like I want a platform to say really interesting stuff. So that was what totally. we were doing. And one of these people was the great Johnny Wu. Yes. Look him up. Iconic. I mean, don't need to if you need to, he's just he's iconic. He's incredible. on TV all the time. He's, and he's just the one. He's like a drag fabuloso. Yeah, yeah. he's just he's amazing. Yes. And we we knew him from the circuit, didn't we? And yeah. we wanted to. We invited him to collaborate with us. And it was his idea, wasn't it? He yeah. Said, so he he'd said that he had um you know looking at the addition of extra letters 
to the society. I mean, because so. when we were at university, it was the tea, I think, had just come along. <laughs> the tea. The tea. <laughs> the first ever transgender person had arrived, had arrived on, in Oxford. At the university. In 2003. Uh, yeah, yeah where well, they just added the tea and we were in the start at the beginning. I think a queue was ended before the, we'd finished. So we were definitely part of that <laughs> process. Um, and so Johnny was saying, oh, it's, you know, the way the letters keep adding, you could do something where it turns into super colourful. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I have had two gins, but it's all good. Um, Poor a third. Yeah. So, yeah. So, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. There you go. You can do it. Okay. You should be a singer. Um, so, yes. And we've said, yes, that's great. And then oh, we went away. Genius, wasn't yeah. it? We just knew that that was going to work. And we went away and uh, the plan was to come back together. But in the meantime, we were to kind of both go away and come up with some ideas. And, and we'd sat down and we'd sort of started to... F- thrash out some yeah. way of structuring it. Do you think he did go away and come up with a different song and then when he heard ours, he sort of thought, oh, I'll let them do it. <laughs> Maybe he had an entirely Maybe. different song. Maybe. Maybe he's got a little uh, voodoo <laughs> doll of us he just hear. stabs with extra letters of the <laughs> club. Well, he kind of just... Because, yeah, what, what happened was in the end, we we just couldn't make it work, could we, that we would no, actually No, we can both... get together. So we just decided, you know, in the end, I think it was completely mutually agreed, wasn't it? You know, he was totally fine about it. I don't know if it was mutually agreed in advance. I wasn't. Did we just turn up and do it? I think we just turned up and did it, which is really awful. But I think that was only because, like, there was we were doing a lot of new writing. He was very, very busy. We were very, very busy, and it all just kind of happened. And then suddenly, the show was there. I mean, bless it. One of the performers, the incredible Lolo Brow, also give her a Google. We just walked on when she was supposed to be doing her act, and we completely forgot. And we went on and did a whole (laughs) different song, and then finished. And she kind of went out. Was like, it was supposed to go on. You know, we were all we were flying by the seat of our panties. So I think it, it kind of slipped our mind. I think because we've been trying to get together and it hadn't happened, and we just knew we needed to get something done. And then he came down to the, and he ran from another gig. He wasn't even there at the beginning of the show. Ran on, did his amazing set, great. came up, heard us doing it, went, "Oh, so you did the song then?" <laughs> we were like, "Now I remember." Oh, sorry. Do you want us to credit you? He's like, no. but he was extremely gracious, yeah. extremely gracious, bequeathed us the. Uh, the idea but it yeah. is Johnny Woo's original concept so. definitely and it's it's worth mentioning that because I think in, in many of these kind of you know people who write comedy songs you know there's there's overlap there's going to be overlap oh, and I think sometimes you get and, and in cabaret you know how many people have a cover of a certain song because yeah. it speaks to them it's hard to really you know I've say. been thinking I would love to do a version of Creep I don't know if you know that song by Radiohead I think it'd I've be never great. heard it I've certainly never heard a cover of it in the no. cabaret world oh um but that is actually a, an eggy area isn't it for um, certain performers to maybe feel very possessive over, and I do understand. Obviously, if if you feel like you've trade, you you feel like your trademark is a certain something, and you feel yeah. like someone has. I mean, we we even had someone go on TV doing something that we felt was who lifted had from seen us. us perform. But yeah. anyway, look, um, look that up. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, of course, and you know, you see things and you hear things. You don't remember exactly where you saw or heard them, and Inception and whatever. So yeah. <laughs> And, and Inception. And P.S. Inception. Leonardo DiCaprio was in my dreams. That's definitely why. So it's fine. Um, so um, perhaps it's interesting now to talk a little bit about, not the song specifically, but, you know, the community and our parts in the community. And it's interesting, mm. isn't it, that that we that, that, that people do seem to feel the need to feel represented. And I think that's actually something really important to say. The... Mm. Obviously, there is comedy in the song that it becomes overburdened with the quantity of letters and the quantity of inclusion that it's trying to achieve. But to be really clear, we are not at all trying to uh, say that someone along the road should give up their right to be represented or doesn't deserve to be represented. That we've actually reached the end of the letters and there can't be any more. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, a lot of the ones that we reference are uh, inclusive of multiple 
groups. Yeah. We're doing it for comic effect. And of course, we're, we're piling it on for the purpose of it. Yeah. You know. And we're making, it is, yeah, I just think there is natural humour, isn't there, in trying to do the right thing so much exactly. that you fall over your own feet. And that's yeah. kind of what we're saying. We're not trying to suggest in any way that, that um, there's anything wrong with that seeking that kind of representation no no not at all i think it's i think it's funny because the way well i hope it's funny because the way we approach it the characters that we play these kind of club society founders who 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 are desperate to try and you know the literal you know what they're saying is please come in yeah join the club yeah. um and then for them to get it so well to be so um naive and inexperienced as to how many people are going to turn up at the door and say oh well this is specifically what I am and why yeah. that's different for this person it's just funny to just sort of imagine them trying so hard and then and then like still not really and of course also to say you know we we choose like completely bizarre stereotypes for people like <laughs> the reason you know the musical choices and the things we choose for things uh, that part of that is pacing and part of that is just like where can we go next where yeah. how can we take that some of it is like comic juxtaposition like of course nobody would sound like that yeah, yeah. and some of it is kind of playing on stereotypes that exist and saying well of course it would be like that yeah this person will sound like this just because I have sex with men doesn't mean I'm gay but it's interesting how we feel the need now more than maybe we would sort of 10 years ago to make sure that everyone knows that we came at this from a you know a positive place and it's not supposed the joke isn't supposed to offend do you know what I mean do you, do you feel like 10 years ago would we have been so concerned I think that? 10 years ago we probably wouldn't have had the balls to make jokes about uh, like maybe. things like this but then I suppose we did but it was more in a passing way but I think we're very conscious now that we're so the conscious. internet yeah. uh, is a very scary place I'm very conscious place. of yeah of, of I just feel like 10, 10 years ago, when we are 10 years old now, aren't we? This is this is 10 years. It is. 10 years since the start of Frisky Man, just to be clear. We're not really, <laughs> yeah, we're really prodigious mid, children. We're in our mid-30s, Jesus. Shh. <laughs> I have another gin. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I feel like early on when we would make jokes, and, you know, we've never been a really controversial, edgy act, but I think, you know, we've... We've we we're we're mocking and satirizing things, and sometimes that will take us, you know, to to a sort of naughty place. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, maybe someone we have had on occasion, haven't we, when we've done a gig afterwards, maybe someone saying, "Oh, I actually found that offensive." And, yeah. And I remember my initial reaction to that, maybe sort of eight, seven or eight years ago, was like, "How ridiculous! Like, how possible? How can I possibly offend anyone? Like, I'm really, I'm liberal. I'm a gay man. I know what persecution's like. I I didn't think I could possibly be." Offensive to someone, really. You know, how could I be offensive? Only straight white men are offensive. Well, no. I mean, you're 50% there, just saying. <laughs> oh, you heard it here. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think just the, the, the way it, it's going, the, the you know, and, and whether you, you feel that that's a positive move towards this kind of, I guess, policing of language and of, of yeah, of, um, the, the, the offence culture, which obviously is this kind of quite knotty, complex issue that's going on. But I do feel like we're so much more... We were so much more aware when we started writing this song, yeah, of potentially what minefields we would be touching. We didn't. We I don't think we wrote this completely organically, naturally, feeling like, you know, we had free range to do anything. We very specifically decided this is our angle into this, and then we went with it. I would say. Yeah, but then once we were in the flow, I think it kind of tumbled out a little bit, and I'm sure there are probably privileges along the way that have been unchecked. <laughs> But for sure, for sure. No, no, no. That's another song. We'll do that another time if we can find Scotty who wrote it with us. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I think, um, and I think, you know, talking about like policing of language is a bit of a dangerous thing. I think we're all being shunted over. I kind of think if we've all been trudging along down a single file route, someone's given everyone a big hard shove to the side and said, this route is not 
the one, guys. Let's just change the direction. Mm. And we're still finding our feet. But I don't think that it's necessarily more of a minefield than it has been in the past. It's just a different minefield. So we just have to find our bearings again. I think we're all just True. in a bit of a transitional period and it's kind of just a bit of a, okay, what's okay? Where, where are we up to? What are we, where, who's, who's what? What's I a, totally agree. What's the target? Although I do think that it's that thing of how, how all different people view the sort of complicated issue you know i think i feel like yes. you've got so you've got on one side you've got people who are, who are who are you know sort of very much almost taking it upon themselves to police other people on other people's behalves you know these, these kind of warriors like of... the police right. i mean who are they no, <laughs> where did yes, they come no, from no of course well i mean and that, you know the I think twitter police there's something well if only there's something <laughs> there's some degree of responsibility in that but um yeah. you know yeah of course it's all a bit of a well it's true i think what you say is about you know, suddenly finding yourself on a different landscape and just having to kind of like adjust to kind of and and think about things that maybe you hadn't thought about that hadn't occurred yeah. you before. And I think that's you see that thread going through a lot of different reactionary. You know, it's it's very hard to suddenly be told you may not have actually thought about this, and this is actually how you're making someone else feel, or this is how someone yeah. else is feeling. And yeah. you would and you kind of feel guilty to begin with. I certainly felt guilty when I found out quite how sexist I was <laughs> as a gay man because gay men can be horribly sexist. sexist. Yeah, no. it was horrible to you no, for like no, no, ten no. years. No. Well. <laughs> That's a different story. But no, I of course, we all make assumptions about each other from every level, from a very, very personal level, right through to the, the broadest of yeah. assumptions about gender or, or background. Um, I think uh, it's um, without wanting to... I've lost my train of thought. What was it? I stopped there. Um, I was going to say... I want to get us back onto the LGBT thing. Miles. Um, oh yeah, so I think we've had very different experiences as part of this community because uh, you are a homosexual Shh. man. I did not give permission to say that. And uh, I am a bisexual woman. <gasps> so there is a real difference, I think, in how that's portrayed. Mm. And it's not something that comes up a lot for me. It's not something I'm asked about. It's not something I particularly talk about. I'm married to a man, mm. which, you know... It helps with the by invisibility element of it, yeah. um, and uh, you know it, it's not a huge part of my life, really. Yeah. Whereas Is that sad? for you find a year, <laughs> um, for me, just walking, talking. Well, yeah, because I mean, and we're saying, you know, okay, what, okay. like. The need for these labels, the need to feel represented, the need to say this is what I am, mm. isn't something I've had to really confront. Because it's never really been asked of me. The question isn't asked of me very much. Whereas, I imagine for you, it was externally imposed on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the 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 G of LGBT um, historically has always been the the sort of f more focal group, I suppose, hasn't it? Mm. In that you know. Yeah, like that probably speaks to sexism, doesn't it? In terms of was it, which was it Queen Victoria who was like, oh, oh yeah, men cannot, you know, we must punish all men who sleep with each other. Yes. And someone suggested that women might sleep with women. She was like, they would never do anything so outrageous. Went off her just laughed, furious at them frap, yeah. probably <laughs> in the back room. A furious frap. Well, I don't know. That's I think, uncorroborated. I think she created a loophole for a reason. Josiah, <laughs> Josiah, she was a widow for a real long time. <laughs> Um, I mean, that was very uncorroborated. Queen Victoria wasn't a lesbian, probably. She might have been. I don't know. One? I don't know. Tipping the velvet. That was back fun. to G. G. Sorry, um, back to you. That's fine. Yeah, just because uh, that's the thing. We always centralise ourselves because we're men, <laughs> and so we're like, oh god, please. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I, I you know, it, I, I have such a well, I, I feel like I have such a standard way of, you know, a standard way into this 
adult life of being a gay man in that when I was younger, I was a boy who sounded, behaved and probably even looked a bit like a girl and certainly would have had interests and ways of expressing myself that would have and even I would have said to I, I remember saying to people oh it'd be so much easier if I was a girl because then I could you know these things that I like which are you know traditionally girly things I could just do them so you know and and then obviously at school bullying was always centered around girly gay well it began as girly and mm. then when you're a teenager I mean yeah that's an interesting gay. thing isn't it there's a difference there actually between gender and sexuality mm. because what the things the signifiers are gender signifiers yeah because you know you're not like kissing I think boys, it's very confusing, which is why then it's very difficult when men, uh, as adults, you know, this whole thing of this weird thing going on about mask, mask for mask, mm. which is you know in the dating scene of the gay men, you know, sort of people saying I don't want anyone camp, I don't want anyone feminine. I'm the reason I'm gay is because I fancy men, so I'm looking for straight men, and this weird thing where I feel you know it, it it's perceived by some people as internalized homophobia that's left over from being you know constantly berated and and feel made feel awful because of being feminine you know you kind of you almost take that on mm. and i think that's odd because i do wonder with that if you could remove some of that that you know environment how many what a what sort of diverse spectrum of gay men would you see yeah. more so than now even you know it, yeah yeah do you think the word gay represents you i mean it's such a like i i think in order to I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like many gay men and I'm sure many lesbian women and many people of sexual minorities would develop some kind of defense mechanism, often humor. And yeah. I think I, whereas before the word gay to me would have been, it was a word that... It was it pejorative. Just, yeah, and it was a spiky word, a word that I didn't want to say. And I remember when I came out, I didn't say I'm gay. I said, I have a boyfriend. And even then that was hard to say, but that was mm. much easier to say than I'm gay. Yeah. And I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever said to my parents that literal word or my family members you know I think you know I said the thing that made it clear I was and they already knew anyway I'm sure and then it just became a thing where it, it, I don't have to say it out loud but now obviously can you imagine if you had can you imagine when I had a boyfriend the next time you saw them going I'm gay I'm gay <laughs> I just I'm love gay. it'd be nice to just say it and feel completely relaxed about it because even yeah. now when I say it I think I still have a slight kind of like it's a comedy word because mm. for me I had to make it a comedy word yeah I think, which is why I think saying the word gay and and lesbian mean, I always use words the word lesbian for comic effect and that's it's probably a funny quite bad. word it does sound see, funny it's okay. got bean in it I don't... <laughs> lesbian bean. lesbian is it bean no but it's like know, it sounds like bean which is a I know funny but they are they are funny <laughs> words and this is i mean partly probably socially funny words because mm. there's such taboo around them but yeah. sometimes it does just come down to the sound like we yeah. talk about these words like monkey cheese monkey cheese monkey cheese just... vagina vagina is a good oh, word that is a funny word. word that is funny but so is penis penis that's funny too yeah but wang <laughs> there's always an equally good like random one <laughs> that's yeah. true i feel we've been sidetracked um, <laughs> Into wags. um but you yes yes so labels and and external yes. what were you imposed. asking i've actually forgotten i just uh, went on a... if the word gay represented you <sighs> i mean it's hmm. it is such a f fundamental it's through my life the thread of of discovering that that was that that was a word that described my feelings and then coming to terms with it and then openly admitting it and then my, you know, my romantic life and, you know, my adult life has been characterised a lot by my relationships, which are gay, I suppose. I'm as, but I'm, am I as defined as being gay as, you know, your husband is defined as being straight, mm. you know? It, that's the thing. And I think that comes back to, you know, when I say... 
it's not been a big part of my life. I've not yeah. really. Very occasionally, I've had to make kind of a big deal of it. Be like, no, 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 it's not. You're assuming I'm something. not what you assume yeah. I am. Um, but of course, it's easier to just let people think I'm straight. Like you know, it's it's a path of least resistance for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's only in certain situations where you might want to kind of like maybe if there's a lady you like and be like, no, I, I do. I like, I like. But do you I... ever feel responsibility to actually join the chorus? You know, add your person, especially if you're, you know, now you have been, at some point been in yeah. the public eye at some, at no, some point. No, yeah, I mean, a very, very small way. But yeah, because when we were, we were invited to be patrons of, um, of, a, of a charity for we young gay people. And that yeah. was kind of the first time I kind of thought, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure when they invited us, they didn't necessarily know my status. No. But... That was the point at which I do think, yeah. You know a gay and you get on stage with him. And I wear sequins and I'm fabulous. And as we all know, that's (laughs) what gay men like. (laughs) Stereotypes. But yeah, so, you know, at that point it kind of became a thing. And it definitely, you know, that was when I, and in gay publications when we talked about it, I think I mentioned it in passing. But people still, people don't take it very seriously. And especially since I'm married to a man, people really don't take it very seriously. You may have dallied, but. Oh, do you like pretty things? Do you like ladies in nice panties? It's like, when, well, no. When you're at a club, you just want to impress the boys. Had relations with women. That's how it works. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, it's a funny thing. It's not, it's not, in some ways, you know, the ideas of like pan, just somewhere, somewhere kind of floating in between the two, because at any given mm. moment, I'm sort of interested in, in, in a person and whatever, you know, who they may be. Yeah. And it just depends who floats into your life, really, I think. Pansexuality. It's weird because I, I do think, would I, because I'm, I mean, I, my life is almost full of women. Yeah. But then I just happen to, you know, be romantically involved with or have been romantically involved with and been in relationships with a few men. But I think, but, but I just love women so much. This, I just the, the the but but then I I cannot perceive I cannot conceive of a of a situation in which I would be attracted to a woman in a physical way. That's the only you thing. Did, have you have you ever had a girlfriend? I have had a girlfriend at school. I mean, yeah, a couple. Oh, <laughs> you cad and bounder! <laughs> if they're listening, they'd probably be laughing into their <laughs> cups of tea right now because it, I mean, well, I mean, certainly you know the kind of you know fourteen fifteen year old boyfriend girlfriend things were just kind of sort of standing in the playground near each other maybe holding hands maybe yeah. like going to the leavers ball and maybe kissing on the cheek but you know hardly anything real but no I did I had a girlfriend who actually herself is now married to a woman and well there you go readers <laughs> that's how that make ends make of that what you will <laughs> dear reader she married her <laughs> and yes. I married him yes um, no but uh, that yeah my, my only significant relationship with a girl and we were in sick form so I guess you could say it was you know at a time when people are starting to have their first real relationship but I I, you know looking back I can see that what we we both gravitated towards each other we got on really well but we were you know we obviously weren't (laughs) and it was I mean I knew before I even went to that relationship I knew what the fact was but I was not ready to admit it and I and unfortunately I mean gave it a good honest shot good old fashioned try I didn't really give it a very good try I was terrible but you know no no, no, wonder she ran into the arms of ladies (laughs) They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Were you involved in the society? Well, I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have. I would have still been very, very tentative around the. I would, you know, when I went to university, that was. I didn't actually come out to my parents until the end of. Gosh, my, all of my first year, I wasn't mm. out to them. I was. The, I, I went to university, and that was the first time that when people would say, 
um, sorry, this is probably quite personal, but are you gay? Uh, that would be the first time instead of me saying no when I was in sixth form, I was saying yes to people. And then that became very easy. And then I came out to the And people. then I became very easy. <laughs> Pardon. I'm trying to... Conf- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to say something very personal. I'm that sorry, did, no. I just, did I just... You see, gays is a comedy word. Like, you can't be serious about it. <laughs> but when... And then uh, gradually I, you know, then would come up, you know, come out to my home friends because I'd come out to, you know, I had a uni life where I was open, yeah. and, you know, but I still hadn't come out to my parents yet. And then it I only came out to them when I actually, you know, I had a boyfriend at university and yeah. I just, I used that as a reason to come out. You know, I I wasn't going to tell them until I had someone to tell them about really, I suppose. Who was the boyfriend? Oh, just, what's his name? Uh, a boy called Ben who. Was, oh, yeah, I liked Ben. Yeah, we were on the dance team together. It was nice. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> How nice could thing. anybody have known? I mean, we were just prancing around in <laughs> feather boas doing Latin American. But, um, but oh, interesting, Latin American and ballroom, very gendered, very not... You, know, you can't have two boys dance together, you can't have two girls together. The man leads the woman. It's terribly oh, old-fashioned and horrible. But then the ladies get the nicer dresses, so maybe it's okay for them. Oh, my God. So without further hoo-ha... Oh, pardon. Um, we present to you... Um, a work of which we are probably unjustly proud. Chris Kiermanish's LGBTQIA dot dot dot. Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the gay society. But I'm a lesbian! Of course, madam, I'm so sorry. Welcome to our club, we're glad to have you in We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms Join the lesbian and gay society But I enjoy cock and fanny Well, why not? Welcome to our club, we're glad to have you in We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms Join the lesbian, gay and bisexual society I'm a woman who sleeps with men. So? But I have a penis. Oh, you go, girl. Oh, you go, boy. Oh, uh, you tell me what it is and I'll say it. Okay. Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the LGB and T for transsexual society. Oh, I'm a straight man. Oh, well, I'm terribly sorry. That's not But I was born a woman. Welcome to our club, we're glad to have you in We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms Join the LGBT and T That T is for transgender Society I don't want your labels I reject your labels Are you sure you can't make one of them work for you? I mean, we really have so many as it is I'm not straight That's all I'm gonna say you don't pick one, I'm worried people are just going to call you queer. Yeah, that'll do. All right. Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTT and Q society. Human sexuality is a very complex spectrum. I have not conducted the necessary tests to determine exactly where on Wait, I've got one for you. Welcome to our club, we're glad to have you in We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms Join the LGBTQQ That Q is for questioning society I've got it all I was born with both bits Oh, 
congratulations. Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTQQI for intersex society. Excuse me, I've never had sex, and I don't think I want it. Oh, well, that's absolutely fine too. Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTQQIA for asexual society. I am afraid there's no need for this organisation, as I already have it covered with mine. Gender and sexual minorities. I think you'll find I was here first with mine, which also extends to gender, sexual and romantic minorities. Well, I think I have it all covered with gender and sexual diversity. Come on, guys, get involved. It's LGBTQQIXBLEDOCIOUS Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious GSM, GRSM and GST can join us LGBTQQIA, GSM, GSRM, GST Great! Okay, well that's going to be everybody coming soon Excuse me I hear you're collecting letters for your club Um, that's not really what we're doing I am a P Pansexual I am an O Omnisexual. And I am a fluid. Great! Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTQQIAGSMGSRMGSDPOF Society. Okay, great. Now that's got to be everybody there. <clears throat> Just because I have sex with men doesn't mean I'm gay. I'm a same-gender-loving man who has sex with men. Okay, so let me just get that. That was same-gender-loving. Got it! Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not conform to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTQQIAGSMGSRMGSDPOFSGLMSM Society. I'm still a lesbian! No, you're literally the first one. Okay, so... Um, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I actually don't think you've done me yet. I'm sure we have. Well, you see, I would just say that I am non-cisgendered. Oh, what does that mean? Well, cisgendered is a less heteronormative term for non-transgendered. So you're not not transgendered? Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Okay, fine! Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not come to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTQQIAGSMGSRMGSDPOFSGLMSMNCG. Society. Okay, so now I think we can safely print the letterheads. We're all here. What about me? What are you? I don't even know, but I want to try them all. <laughs> Welcome to our club. We're glad to have you in. We're celebrating love, and love is not a sin. So if your love does not go to heterosexual norms, join the LGBTQQIAGSMGSRMGSDPOFSGLMSMNCGU. Unsure? C. Curious one more time. It's Society! I'm out. Good for you. So there we are. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah. Um, we're planning to do more, aren't we? Yes, we will do some more. Have a um, subscribe. Yes. And download like the 
interwebs something i don't know i don't know how have you found this just just come back again do it again and and, yeah and sign up so that you know when we're going to do another one and also if you have anything you want to say to us please get in touch touch. i mean you can troll us on twitter frisky unmanish with an n so frisky like a bit like you know rock and roll um facebook frisky and manish just like an official page isn't it Uh, got a website i mean just google it just google it basically and let us know your thoughts and we look forward to having you again (laughs) if you'd like to support frisky and manish's future output then you can download the songs featured on this podcast at itunes spotify or your favorite music streaming service probably not tidal you can also subscribe on youtube follow them on facebook or come and see a live show both of those are great options this podcast was written and presented by laura corcoran and matthew floyd jones and produced by barry hilton all rights reserved contact us for detailed copyright information and don't sue us yeah!